Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Super Sleuths Book 5 The Magical Parrots of Flambeau by E.M. Clark, Read by Lexi Chapter 3 Fooling the Pirates Philippe gently bumped the explorer against the stone quay in a quiet corner of Frenchtown. No one was around. The streets were deserted. In the distance, they could hear the sound of marching feet, the shriek of a pack of cores, and shouts of Barbosa ringing through the air. Philippe shook his head. They've taken to holding rallies, he muttered to Sam. The bin men and the watchers forced the people to gather together in the square to declare their loyalty to the house of Barbosa. He grimaced. Well, most people are forced to go. Us lot in the resistance don't, of course. And he grinned. Sam sprang up onto the quayside while the coast was clear. I'll stay close by, Philippe whispered. Good luck. Elementary, Sam replied with a smile, and he swaggered off towards the bottle of rum taking care to walk in the peculiar rolling way Buster had showed him aboard the Challenger. Small details like the way you walked and how you held yourself could make or break a disguise, Nika had warned him. He had even put a sharp stone into the sling which held his left arm, so that it was actually painful when he moved it. Confidently, he swung open the battered oak door to the dingy pub. Who are you? demanded the landlord suspiciously as soon as he caught sight of this new customer. We don't like strangers round here. That's not a very nice welcome for a member of the Black Cross gang, matey, replied Sam roughly, and he tilted his head to the side to reveal the inky tattoo of a black cross etched into his skin, another of Nika's inspired details. The landlord grunted but said no more gesturing for Sam to make himself at home. Sam looked around carefully while pretending to study the drinks on offer. He relaxed a bit. He could not see Vinicius or any of the pirates they knew in the pub, which meant his chances of discovery were low. It also meant he had a good chance of planting the false information to set the pirates off on the wrong trail. He straddled a high stool up at the bar and ordered a pint of beer. It arrived, foaming in its tankard, and Sam cheers the nearest couple of disreputable-looking pirates who were staring into their glasses of rum. One had a nasty slash down his face and carried a wicked-looking knife at his belt. "'Where you been?' he grunted at Sam. "'Mudtown,' replied Sam, taking care to deepen his voice and speak in a rough, careless tone. The man with the scar raised an eyebrow. "'Mudtown, eh?' In the thicker things, then, what's going on up there? Secret, was all Sam would say, taking another swig of the beer and trying not to choke. It tasted disgusting. The two pirates looked at each other, then they turned their heads to reveal identical black crosses inked into the skin on their muscular necks. Sam nodded at them. So? asked the grizzled pirate, sitting next to Scarface, leaning forward. Sam looked over his shoulder, scanning the room. Then he leaned forward towards the men. Planning, he muttered. Igor's spies have learnt that those sleuths, or whatever they call themselves, the ones loyal to King Lucio, 
interrupted Scarface. That's them I, nodded Sam. Those sleuths are coming north to seek the aid of the parrots of Flambeau and the Witch of the North. The two pirates grinned nastily and clinked their glasses of rum. <laughs> they won't get far up river, the grizzled pirate crowed. Us Black Cross gangers'll be blocking the way and his malicious eyes gleamed with pleasure. Sam shook his head, his expression serious. The intel says they're not coming that way. They know about our blockade, so they're going north to Hook Head, and they'll come across from there. Hook Head was much further north. Nika and the sleuths had decided that if they could distract the Black Cross gang and get them guarding that section, it would leave their route upriver free. Is that so? said the pirates, and they looked at one another meaningfully. Vinicius would be very interested in that information, I reckon, said Scarface, and the grizzled sailor nodded his head vigorously. I'm on my way to tell him now, said Sam. Leave it with us, said Scarface. You finish up your pine. You look like you need it, he added, gesturing with a dirty hand towards Sam's sling. Sam grimaced as if in pain. Yeah, I do. Those damn resistance rebels. They've bust my arm. And he took another swig of the foul-tasting beer. We best get off and report back, replied Scarface. And with that, the men scraped back their stools and walked out of the pub without a backward glance. Sam breathed a sigh of relief, but realised he mustn't relax. The landlord was still watching him while pretending to polish glasses with the dirtiest rag Sam had ever seen. He gulped back the rest of the beer, repressing a shudder at the taste, wiped his mouth with his sleeve, and wandered out the way he had come. No one was outside. The streets were still empty, and the sound of chanting was still ringing in the distance. His hands were sweaty from the strain of keeping up his disguise. He hurried away from the pub, so relieved not to have been caught that he didn't concentrate on where he was going. Suddenly, he stopped, realising he had lost his bearings. One street was very similar to another in Frenchtown, and Sam didn't know them very well. In his haste to leave the watchful landlord behind, he hadn't paid attention to his route. He paused at a corner, looking around for any landmark or a building he recognised but the blank stone walls just stared back at him, giving nothing away. A cold sweat prickled against Sam's skin. He was lost. He leaned against the hot stone of the nearest building and groaned inwardly. Oh, what a fool I've been, he thought. I've done so well planting the false information and now I've gone and got myself lost. He closed his eyes for a second, gathering his thoughts and trying to think clearly. Then... A sound caught his ears. Psst! Sam opened his eyes. Psst! There it was again, coming from the low doorway next to him. Sam turned and pushed the faded wooden door open. Elementary! called a voice from further inside the passage, and Sam ran to the sound of it. Further in, the glow of a portable illuminator revealed the grinning face of Philippe Galliard. Sam almost skipped with relief. My dear Watson, he called back in a low voice, am I glad to see you? Got a bit distracted out there, did you? asked Philippe, giving Sam a friendly nudge. A bit, admitted Sam ruefully. 
but I succeeded in planting the false intel. They couldn't wait to get back and report to Vinicius. With a bit of luck, they'll focus on the hook head area and leave us clear to get up river. Great work, said Philippe, leading Sam steadily down the dark passage. The bad news is, they've increased bin patrols in the last half hour or so. There's no way we'll be able to make it to the explorer to row back to the others unseen. Sam's heart sank. That was bad news. So, we'll have to use another way, said Philippe with a cheeky smile. You're going to love this, Sam. It's the best way to travel. Sam raised his eyebrows. What on earth could Philippe mean? He soon found out. The boys reached a cave at the end of the passageway with a pool of dark water. This leads straight out into the sea, explained Philippe. Watch out, cried Sam, as, through the dim light, he made out the shape of several very sinister creatures. A pack of jacker seemed to be sleeping quietly on the ledges by the water. Sam took a step back, grabbing Philippe's arm. We'd better run for it before they sense us, he whispered. But Philippe shook his head. Don't worry he said. Don't worry, hissed Sam, flabbergasted. Here we are, surrounded by a pack of jacker, who are not only the most vicious, mean creatures around, but who also report directly to Prince Igor, and you're telling me not to worry? Philippe laughed and swung the portable illuminator towards one of the crocodile-like creatures. No, whispered Sam, his heart thudding in his chest. But nothing happened. The light played on the rough skin of the jacker, moving up their bodies, until it revealed what looked like a hole in the top of their long bodies. Sam stared. No yellow eyes gleamed in the darkness. No tail swiped viciously through the air. Nothing moved at all. They're fake, said Philippe, still grinning. We call them spylogs and we use them all the time in the resistance. Sometimes they're the only way to get around, and they're brilliant for spying on the enemy. Sam was astonished. Brilliant, he gasped. Fancy giving one a try? asked Philippe, and the boys pushed two of the spy logs into the water. They wriggled over the top and down into the cavity inside. Once they were in and lying on their tummies, they reached up and pulled down the lid on top. Pressing a small button started up a propeller under the logs and they slowly moved out into the open. They reached Ilia Grande without further incident and scrambled out of their spy logs as soon as they were within swimming reach of the island so as not to scare the others into thinking that two jacker were approaching. They've taken the bait, Sam cried as he waded onto the sandy shore. Well done, cried Sophie and Zav slapped his cousin heartily on the shoulder. Rafa the monkey did a victory dance on Sam's shoulder and kept hugging his head, while Anna and Demaria did some loop-the-loops in the air. The sleuths wandered over to the other side of the island, where they could see Zelly sitting on the soft white sand, staring out to sea, her little parrot perched faithfully on her shoulder. As they drew nearer, they realised that something strange was happening. Zelly's eyes were blank and unfocused. Zav put his hand up to stop the others. I think she's in a trance, he whispered. It's happened before. Sure enough, as she sat quietly, 
Zelly had experienced a strange sensation, almost like a mist was creeping into her mind. Suddenly, she was no longer looking at the tranquil blue sea, but at the ancient, wrinkled face of Clarence the Dragon. Part of his magic was to appear to others through a trance, and it was his way of sending messages. Miss Zellie Sinclair! Clarence's voice rang through Zellie's brain. You must go north. Ask for help from Joletta and the wizard the Great Gizem. Tell him I sent you. He has many powers and can help you defeat the House of Contuti. Zellie nodded wordlessly, his deep voice echoing in her head. I also bring you a warning, Miss Zellie. Beware the Countess Rosina and her mind probing. Zelly shuddered, even under the influence of the trance. She nodded again. Mind probing was how the Countess controlled people. Very few could resist it. Only those who also had magic powers could block it out, but it was very hard to do. Practice, Miss Zelly, Clarence commanded, and do not give up. When things seem very difficult and it feels like you will never succeed, that is when you are nearer to victory than you could ever know. Zelly nodded once more, the dragon's words filling her mind. Beware, Rosina, the dragon repeated. You have a connection, but this means that she can do you great harm. However, if you can find it in you to resist, we can defeat her. Zelly's face was screwed up in concentration, as if she wanted to remember the dragon's words forever. Travel up the great river, Clarence's instructions echoed in Zelly's head. Seek the help of Joletta and the great Gizem. Trust yourself. As the ancient creature's words faded away, Zelly became aware of her surroundings once again. She blinked and shook her head feeling the comforting warmth of her parrot's soft feathers against her cheek. Are you okay, Zell? Her twin's voice was gentle, as was the hand he placed on her shoulder. She nodded and took a deep breath. That was Clarence, she said simply. We definitely need to go north. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Chapter 4, Into the Jungle. Want to read along? Super Sleuth's Book 5, The Magical Parrots of Flambeau, is available now on Kindle. Help other people find the sleuths by sharing our podcast or giving us a review. Check out our Super Sleuth Story Club on Facebook and Instagram, as well as our website, supersleuths.net, for lots of fun activities. See you next time!